today on Laura Lynn and Friends. It is not coming from a source that, say, would would have been 10 years ago, right? Because now it's become a social contagion. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the beginning of the last days. Do you have any idea how much I love spending time with you all? It is not just um, a job. It's uh, my hair's weird today. Um, it is actually a real pleasure. And uh, do you know what I really love is that every single day we're having these guests on that are fighting the darkness. I've been screaming from the top of my lungs. I've been broadcasting. We've been doing all kinds of things to get the word out about what is going on with children and the protection of children that is needed um, here in Canada and the world. And a lot of times, I'm, I'm telling you for several years, the, the feeling is that we're just going backwards and that we can't seem to get a handle on all of it. But some amazing things are happening and some incredible people are standing up, telling the truth, telling their stories, and it's getting information out and they can't shut us down. They can't do it. Um, so let's remember that coming up um, September 20th in Canada, it's the One Million March. You guys, they're expecting more than a million across the country. They have had so much outpouring that they think everyone is going. Everyone. I mean, this is very exciting. There's 38 million people, I think, in Canada. And uh, we're hoping for 36 million to show up because here's what's happening. We are going to stand for the, the cause of the children. Protect parental rights. Here's what's happened is an unscientific, unendorsed by us ideology has entered into our world. It has come down through the political fields because the politicians will not stand against this gender transitioning, uh, the gender ideology, a man is not a man, a man could be a woman. Uh, what is a woman? That has become the hardest question to, to, to answer for any politician. Uh, Pierre Polyev stumbled all over it. I don't know if you saw that on Press for Truth, you know? And this should be super easy, especially for people who are on our side to understand that uh, a woman is, is a female, she has chromosomes XX, I believe, if I'm getting that all right. Uh, we're making t-shirts, you guys. We're super excited. Uh, Dominique is hard on the trail of getting the t-shirts done that uh, it's all about the chromosomes. And basically, it says XX equals 100% gal. And um, that's it. If you got the chromosomes, then you're in the right body. And, and we want to honor science. We want to honor common sense. And that seems to be a very difficult thing in our world. So on September 20th, I will be in Ottawa. If you can help us with some of the expenses that go along with that, we would really appreciate it. But just so you know, you can find out. Uh, there's an incredible um, website that actually tells you uh, all of the uh, places that you can go. And you know what? I will get JT to put that up shortly. Um, so I should. Well, yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it is handsoffourkids.ca. What am I saying? It's already on there. Handsoffourkids.ca. And what it's going to do is it's going to give you um, a location across the country. Basically, your city halls, your parliament buildings. Um, even if you haven't heard about it because it just hasn't come across your path, just get there at 9 a.m. September 20th. Fight for your children. Fight for your families because that's what it's all about. You know, I love to open every show with reading from my dad's Bible. He passed away two years ago this month. Uh, well, next month, October. And um, can you believe? Two years, I, can't I know. It's two years. Like, he was just here. So funny. So hard and very difficult. But I miss him. But I know where he is. So it's okay. All is well. Um, so... Proverbs 31, um, he has, well, basically, he's put a line down the entire Proverbs about basically, you know, Proverbs 31 could be the what is a woman uh, chapter, <laughs> but uh, who can find a virtuous woman? He's actually underlined that, so that's interesting, but that's not what I wanted to share with you. The other verses he's underlined, so, um, Proverbs 31, verses 8 and 9, it says, Open your mouth for the dumb in the cause of all such as are, are appointed to destruction. So open your mouth for those who can't speak for themselves, who are appointed to destruction. 
Open your mouth, judge righteously, and plead the cause of the poor and needy. Open your mouth. You know, that's been a hard thing. People have opened their mouths, they've lost their jobs. People have opened their mouths, they've lost their positions. They've lost their careers. Uh, they've, they've lost their standing. They've lost friends because they've what, done what? They've opened their mouth in the cause of the poor and needy. Poor isn't always just about uh, monetary means, although it is, but, you know, you feel pretty poor when, um, mm, oh, I don't know, you're iced out of society because you won't comply with a medical um, let's say experiment, should we call it that? Uh, because you won't comply, you don't get to eat in a restaurant. That, that felt like a really poor and desperately sad time for myself. I mean, my husband and I had to go up to the restaurants and look in like this at the people eating the food we used to eat. And, um, you know, we just salivated over when would we be worthy again to be able to eat at a restaurant? So we survived all of that. And uh, I'm glad that we did. Just drop my mic here. Uh, but uh, there's a, a very needy world right now with respect to children and the protection of children. These are the ones, they basically cannot protect themselves. They cannot speak for themselves because they don't understand. They are just children. And so we are caught in a place where we are fighting for our kids. Before we get to our amazing guest with such an incredible story today, I want to uh, highlight for you... Um, RFK recently, RFK Jr., he recently spoke on BlackRock. We've got a problem happening in Canada. Uh, we need to understand that they're basically, ultimately, you know how the WEF, Klaus Schwab, he says you'll own nothing and be happy. Well, it's because people are going to buy up the land. Take a listen at exactly what's happening. By 2030, they predict very few people will actually own their own land. Take a look. More importantly, there's three giant corporations. BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard, which own collectively, they own each other, so it's really one giant corporation, but they also own 89% of the S&P 500. They own everything. They've now decided to buy every single family home in America. So if they stay on the current trajectory, they will own 60% of the homes in this country, single family homes by 2030. So far? They literally yeah, are trying to buy the mic. And, and <laughs> the head of it, Larry Fink, the CEO of BlackRock, is on the board of the World Economic Forum. And what they, you know, they've said, we want this great reset, which is you will own nothing and you will be happy. Well, they're on their way to making sure that we don't own anything. So you all probably have heard of people who are about to buy a home. How long? And somebody comes 15. in with, at the last minute with a cash, cash or, uh, offer and, and snatches off the, out of the market. Right. And it's usually an LLC with an ambiguous name. But if you trace that up, you'll find it's owned by BlackRock. Wow. Wow. So these LLCs, so you don't know who it is, but actually it's BlackRock and, and these companies, you know, that have amalgamated and they want to buy all the land. That's where we're headed. It's very important for you to pay down your mortgage. It's very important for you to consider what options you have right now that might benefit you moving forward. Let's say you own half your property and you've got a year left on your mortgage and you've got a really good rate because you signed up at the right time. I implore you to consider now what happens when they they will put up that rate to an excessive amount. It's five, six, seven. Will we reach eight, nine, 10%? Um, back in the 80s, it was 18% on mortgages. Lots of people lost their homes. Um, we pray that nothing like that happens. But if that's happening, JT and I made the decision, and that's uh, Jim Thompson, not uh, the other JT we talk about sometimes. JT and I decided that, um, that we, we saw the writing on the wall and God gave us a very clear word from Ezekiel 12. Literally, the Bible fell open on my lap and, and we sold. We did a very difficult thing. That was our, our, you know, our wonderful home that we had found. It was precious to us. 
but we knew that we were we were not going to be able to keep up these high payments considering that he had lost his job i had been let go from broadcast television and lost my job because of fighting uh against the gender nonsense and we weren't going to be able to afford a home at these high interest rates and we obeyed god and we sold in advance of some of the things that happened just a few months later we had quite a a market adjustment in the british columbia area which would have given us far far less for the home that we had and because we obeyed god good things happened so i implore you to think through it everyone don't do the easy thing because you're just so afraid to think about what to do god might be troubling your spirit and your soul at times because he wants to he wants you to be prepared in advance so i am not a i am not a counselor and i'm certainly not good at accounting or even times tables uh although i'm pretty good i can 9 times 8 is 72 right that's pretty good you know i remember that i i do i do know my times tables but if you want me to start doing any of that other you know stuff that's just too much okay but i do know when i hear god and when you begin to see the times and the seasons because the word actually warns us that we are to be prepared thinking about things and understanding the times so that we are not caught unaware think about it talk to your spouse about it talk to yourself about it if you're alone What should I be doing in light of the fact that I can't pay my mortgage in a year when my mortgage is up or it will be an extremely difficult thing? What should I be doing today? All right? Very important. Have tough conversations with yourself and with your most important person in your life, your spouse. Have difficult conversations. Sit there with your coffee, look at each other and say this is really hard. And what I like to do is scenarios. Well, and believe me, I do I not drive you crazy with scenarios, JT, and I like to do it daily, okay? So, hourly. so <laughs> hourly. <laughs> If we spend a lot of time in an afternoon, we might have this conversation like four times. You know, I go, "Okay, option A," and we write it out, you know, option A, we do da 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 da. da. We can sell this, keep that, get gold and silver, uh, you know, um sell here buy here build here you know so cuz we moved our funds out of Canada because we think Canada is not trustworthy honestly i don't trust Justin Trudeau i don't trust what's happening i don't trust our dollar we took our money out out so so we go through these options but the the best thing you could do is sit there with the one you love and wrestle wrestle with what would it take what would happen if we did such and such and then the next piece of advice I'll give you because I've lived it is that you just if you feel a sense of peace about one thing and it's super scary because you go wow you know what I think we sh- like let's imagine I think we should sell and purchase over here or buy gold and silver or invest in another way It's so scary. But then all you do is you go, well, okay, I feel that we should do that, but it's so huge. What is the one next step? Do that. Is the one next step having a realtor come and evaluate your home? For that, I recommend my cousin David Friends. Anyways, he didn't ask me to say that. Um, but is is the one next step to begin assessing what to get rid of so that you can downsize or or you can do this easier what is the one next step do the one next step and then it's like the lord gives you strength he gives you this peace he puts the wind underneath your wings so that as you obey the next step then he shows you the next one so 2 years later after we sold i think that was 2 years ago Um Yep, 2021. So uh 2 years later, we have secure investments in in real estate that has gone up. One property in Costa Rica, one in the United States, and 
and everything's secure and it's gone up in value. Whereas in Canada, we have lost actually hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, would have been the loss. So it wasn't easy, but we followed God's purpose. One more quick video, it's not long. Jordan Peterson is talking about our digital future. Take a look. So in China, for example, God, this is gonna happen here, I think, too. Although maybe people will fight it. If a traffic camera catches you jaywalking in China, the digital ID system has you. It has your blood now, it has your genetic code, it has your photograph. It can identify how you walk. So even if you can't see a face, you can be picked up by gate. It will convict you of jaywalking and take money out of your bank account with no intermediating judiciary at all and show a picture of you to the people in the neighborhood so they know that you have jaywalked and 15. reduce your social credit score. Mm -hmm. And if your social credit Somebody score falls go. below a certain level, then you can't buy drinks from a vending machine. You can't play video games. You can't go on a train. You can't get out of your 15 minute city. All that's already in place in China. You know what I'm really upset about? I like jaywalking. And I don't want to be charged tickets for all the times that I save a lot of extra time by not going to the corner and waiting for the crosswalk light. Okay? This is a disaster for all of us. All right? On a serious note, that's what could happen. That's what's coming our way. Stand up and fight. Don't be part of the system. Don't comply. And by the way, Looks like Teresa Tam has got her masks out. And she's, she's, they're, they're all talking about how, uh, you know, the next variant and we need to be, they're wearing masks, they're, they're virtue signaling on, on television. <laughs> you know, it's not even a thing, right? I mean, I'm not saying she doesn't look better with a mask on, but I am saying we don't need to be doing that and we will not comply. And that's the way it is. All right, my guest today is uh, Gabrielle Clark. She is a fierce advocate for free speech, rights, sex-based rights, and parental rights. As a powerful voice for conservative activism, she has engaged in demonstrations throughout America. She has also created a program to help her daughter successfully desist transitioning. How many of you right now are having a problem because one of your grandkids or one of your children is come home after the propaganda and let you know they think that they are a different gender? We have a woman you need to hear today. So this program helps kids to successfully desist transitioning. That program is now being used around the world to help other parents. Gabrielle now offers a coaching service to teach people how to parent their children out of the trans cult. Wow, I love her. All right, Gabrielle, welcome to the show. Thank you for waiting in the background and thank you for your fierce fight. I imagine before we get started, that this, this battle you have engaged in has been costly and has taken a lot of your, your time, your energy, and that there have been attacks against you. How has it been? Well, first, thank you so much for having me. But, um, you know, yes, it has been costly. Um, my family has had to go through quite a lot. Um, but you know, through it all, through it all, we have been able to, um, get public interest firms to represent us. So the cost has been low as far as lawsuits go. Right. I, oh, know. well in Canada, yeah, that may not be, that may not be something that you have available in Canada as pub, for public interest firms, but you know, in America, because of my lawsuit, public interest firms have developed and changed their focus to it, to add DEI trainings and um, pronoun cases, things like that to help parents um, fight, fight this gender ideology and, and the erosion of our civil rights in right. schools. Um, right. So, you know, in, in America, you know, my landmark case, it was the first case of its kind against CRT indoctrination. Um, that has, has, you know, led the way for a lot of other people. Our first lawyer we had to pay for, but um, 
Wow. When we first started, it was it was a little bit it was a little scary. Um, but once once the word got out about what we were doing, you know, America showed up for us. Um, they donated quite a lot of money. We were able to pay off our lawyer. I ha we didn't have any debt afterwards. Um, and when our case was resolved, we were in a good position. Wow, that's awesome. Um, it's it's funny because uh, my husband got to be part of the show, which usually he's you know commenting in the background, but he didn't know that his his mic was on. So that's why. Oh. <laughs> So, so that's really funny. It's a, it's a beautiful moment for us here. Uh, but uh, that is a really good thing that you're actually able to get funding from organizations that are in, uh, in agreement with you. Um, one of the things that's very hard in Canada is uh, I think that we're behind the eight ball in that regard. And those that are fighting, you know, justice centers or uh, lawyers and stuff like that, very costly and a lot of loss has happened. It's been hard to get the win once in a while a small win takes place but this is very good news that you've been able to get that kind of help um so i'm very interested in your story uh of your child and this program that you have developed uh for desisting and i'd also like to later hear about the cr um t you know, stand that you made and uh, because that is coming into Canada now with a vengeance. So right. let's start with with um, your child. What happened uh, in your situation? Um, you know, during the lockdowns, all of our children were exhibiting strange behavior. Um, and we all thought that it was just because of the isolation. Um, and at my daughter's school, um, one of her friends was hospitalized for self-harm. Um, and when that, that happened, the school allowed a counselor to come in and um, talk with the children. That was through the SEL program, Social Emotional Learning Program. And we didn't, we didn't know what the ramifications of that were going to be until later. My daughter um, got involved with a friend who identified as trans. And then as the as time progressed, um, she started to identify as trans. So, you know, that and I wasn't really all that concerned about it because at the time I was just like, oh, kids, is this, you know, some new nonsense, you know, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I'm just, you know, an old fogey who doesn't understand kids or whatever. Um, right. But then my daughter's behavior started to become concerning. She was um, isolating herself even further. She was um, distancing herself from us, blaming us for, you know, her terrible life and, you know, just all of these things being being um, snarky and, and cruel to us for no reason. Um, and you know that was that was just not like her. She had been such a, a warm and loving child. And over the summer, we went to visit a relative that didn't have uh, internet and was far away from her friends. And then after about two weeks, my daughter went back to being her normal self. And that was when I was just like, something is not right here. So when we made it back um, home after our vacation, she, she, she became um, this other person again. And I was like, man, this is so bizarre. But when she started back to school, that was when the real um, problems started the self-harm and the delusions and all of those things. That was when I realized it's not just her friends at school. It's not just social media. It's her, it's her school. It's her, it's her school. It wasn't just peer pressure. It was her school. And they, you know, this, we already know that the schools are affirming this stuff and yeah. even convincing children to be confused about their, um, about their identity. So once I realized what was going on, we basically had to flee from Nevada. We were living in Nevada at the time. 
and I made plans similar to the way you would if you were leaving a domestic violence situation. Um, I couldn't, you know, I, when I realized, when I, once I realized that this was coming from her school as well, when an administrator called her by a boy's name, and that was when I was like, okay. And I, I didn't let on that we were leaving. I didn't let on that there was anything wrong. And uh, when Christmas break rolled around, I unenrolled her and we moved um, back to my hometown of Houston, Texas. And that was when I created the program Affirming Reality to help my daughter desist. That is amazing. I like the way that you are likening it to um, leaving an abusive situation in, in a marriage because this is an abusive relationship that kids are now engaged in in school and it's abusive towards you it's as a parent because they're hiding things from you uh they're keeping Mm -hmm. information from you and then your daughter clearly would be in their grasp and change and so would you say that the awakening came in getting away like you maybe didn't even know that would happen but you're you got away from the school the friends and all of a sudden your daughter began to return to herself. Yes, had we not gone on that vacation, I might not have realized um, the the progression. I, I might not have caught that. Um, it was because we got out of the environment for that one, that month that made me realize that this is not just my daughter turning into a mean girl as a teenager. This is not just um, an effect of the lockdowns. This is not just um, me being an old fogey. There is something wrong with my child. Yes. And I'm I'm gonna stop it. (laughs) Yes. So um, I have had one other similar story come across where they did similar things. Uh, they, they, when they realized something was wrong, they took their child on a very long vacation, got them out of school and changed everything. So you actually made the choice to change your city location. Do you think that is an important part of it? Or some people watching right now might say, oh my goodness, my 14 year old is acting weird. And I think this is what I'm dealing with. I got to get her away, but I don't know if I can move somewhere. Um, do you think that that moving is um, an important part of it? Every situation is different, but it really does depend on the environment you're already in. You know, there have been, you know, in the in the relationship that you have with your children. Um, excuse me. There there have been some situations where um, my clients have just moved. Excuse me, cross country even. Um, because they just knew that there was not that they were not going to be able to maintain um maintain the program with their children being so entrenched and indoctrinated into this ideology yes so it, it really does depend on on the individual circumstance i will say that for the most part the people have had to take their children out of the environment for some length of time. Um, a lot of my clients had the summer to do that. Um, and to, to because it's, honestly, there's, there's, a, there's three major components to this, right? It's peer pressure, social media, and, the, and you know, an, and, um, an affirming influence. Mm -hmm. Right. So schools, it mean mostly schools. So once you get them out of out of the affirming environment, you also have to take away the peer pressure component and the social media addiction. Um, The social media addiction is very much like a gambling addiction. This was another thing that helped me because we lived in Las Vegas. So I'd seen gambling addictions. I'd seen poker addictions. And when my daughter was out of that environment, I recognized the withdrawals that she would have. I recognized the symptoms that she was exhibiting 
um, as as something very similar to what poker players um, exhibit when they are um, having a hard time with their addiction. Um, wow. Even even when she even when we came back, the elation that she would get when she was getting ready for her TikToks and that sort of thing, all of that stuff was very similar to um, the kind of um, the kind of progression that happens with a poker addiction. So I was able to see that and realize that in the first in the first steps of getting her off of this in the first steps of this of of the first phase i i needed to um get her detoxed right detox her off of the social media addiction which which i later realized was not just a social media addiction but a device an addiction to to her devices um and every child is different in this in this respect as well but I mean, who isn't addicted to their phone these days, right? Right. So, right. and so, so she liked part of it was going on TikTok and uh, doing her own kind of broadcasting. And what was she speaking about her situation and her transitioning or or feelings? Well, it's 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 the attention seeking behavior. Mm. So it's just it's just these. Um, these negative behaviors, the narcissism and the um, nihilism and the existentialism, all of those, all of those um, things come into play when you're talking about the social media aspect of all of this. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the attention seeking behavior was what she was most um, excited about. So that, you know, getting the validation from strangers, that sort of thing was was what was important to her um and but it's different for everybody you know i mean every there's no there's i mean a lot of people ask me well what is the cause or what is the source or whatever um that's an unknowable thing it it really does um it really does it really does affect individuals differently and it's on an individual basis i mean there are some um there are some generalities of course but by and large, I would say that the children who are middle school, high school age right now, who are being socially transitioned, it is not, it is not coming from a source that say would, would have been 10 years ago, right? Because now it's become a social contagion. 10 years ago, it was maybe something like abuse or or a childhood trauma of some sort. But now it's grown out past that and it's it's a social contagion now, similar to um, anorexia or bulimia. Even those things are aspects of this. So right. a person who has been socially transitioned may also experience anorexia or bulimia along with it. Right, it's often in conjunction with some other difficulties that are happening. Uh, I have a couple questions for you. Did you know that the schools were um, very heavily propagandizing and talking about gender nonconformity, like um, these gender issues? Did you know that the schools were doing that so extensively at the time that your daughter went through this? Yes, I actually did, which... I mean, I think that people need to understand that no matter who you are and no matter how well informed you think you are, your kid's school is still doing it. Um, even, I mean, and I would have to say a very, it is very, very rare that schools, especially public schools and, and quite a few private schools are involved in this. Um, you know, I've even had Christian homeschoolers that have been exposed to this. Two Christian homeschooling families had children, one identifying as trans, one identifying as non-binary, because they still get involved in social, um, in social uh, situations with other children who are homeschooling. And also online, they do spend a lot of time learning online. So that, you know, exposes them there. So I was fighting indoctrination um, already 
and my and my daughter still got captured by this cult. Wow. So you felt that you were actually a more aware parent, that you were kind of uh, understanding that our society, our schools, you know, all of the television shows uh, are going this way. And you, you kind of thought because you were so aware that uh, you had a handle on it and you never really thought that this was going to happen to your child. Fair enough. I sure didn't. I did not. Th I thought for sure that my daughter's school wouldn't try anything because they knew that I was already filing a lawsuit. They knew mm. that I was already fighting indoctrination. So mm. I thought for sure my, you know, my, my child is protected because they're certainly not going, no, they don't care. They don't care who you are. They don't care wow. what the situation is. They'll still, they'll lie right to your face and, and um, transition your child behind your back. Um, we've, you know, there have been lots of lawsuits now filed in America um, because people have socially transitioned their children at school and kept it from them. Yes. So is that a growing trend and is that an avenue that parents can now use? Uh, we had someone on yesterday advocating, uh, because this happened to his daughter as well, but advocating for actually uh personally going after those who said such and such, the certain teacher, the certain social worker, whatever it was, actually taking personal, um, taking them personally before the law courts. Oh, yes. Um, you know, there have been cases all over the country. Um, there have been two of my clients that I have encouraged to sue and uh, referred them to, to lawyers that that can help them with legal action. Um, there's no, there's no other way to stop the stop these people um, better. There's no better way than through lawfare. You know, lawfare is the way because okay. if you hit them in their wallet, then their insurance companies will say, "Hey, look, we can't afford this." You're not going to, you know, you cannot do this or we won't insure you, you know, um, and, and at, at a certain point, it needs to get to be um, so prevalent that they're afraid to even even mention it. That's what they they need to be afraid that the parents are going to sue. Wow. That's what needs to happen. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And I've been saying this for a long time from my platform, actually, that remember their names. I, I remember saying on this show, remember their names, write down what they said. You who feel like you need to change your gender, remember the people who told you to, because one day you'll be able to sue them for a lot of money because they're lying to you. You know, and destroying your get life. them to email you, get them mm. to email you, get them to put it in an email. And, nice. and we, once you get them to put it in an email and you keep, you keep a paper trail communication, and you know ask them ask them just open-ended questions so that they have to answer and do it in an email um so that they have to answer and if you're i mean i don't know if they have this in canada but in america we have um the freedom of information act so foia everything you can on the subject and on your child you can get your child's records every single one of them from the time that they start school so um you know, those those are all um, admissible in court and you, you get them. I mean, that's, you know, getting a paper trail is the most important thing when you're talking about filing a lawsuit after all of this. Um, that was, that was one of the things that helped in our lawsuit against CRT was having a paper trail, um, to establish the fact that I did try everything I could to find out, you know, what the situation was with my kids and try to get a relief remedy and a relief. Um, but getting them to admit that they are, you know, socially transitioning your children through an email is, is definitely going to help you in court. Right. Uh, it's unbelievable what's happening. So, um, uh, Gabrielle, if you could speak to the person right now, who's, who's got this challenge in their home and, uh, mm -hmm. We want to put up an incredible website that you've started, affirmingreality.com. Could you give us a little bit of advice um, and what 
what they would basically be um, able to, you know, get by by following what you're doing. I know you do private coaching as well, but your your best advice to them at this time, uh, if they're facing this personally. If your child is identifying as something other than their natal sex, if they are socially transitioned in any way as something other than their natal sex, do not wait until they grow up to transition. You need to desist them as soon as possible. You know, in America, childhood transitioning is is becoming less and less of a thing. States are starting to outlaw it. So a lot of parents are are kind of just letting it go and, and trying to observe watchful waiting. But watchful waiting only works if there's no outside influence. And we already know that there is outside influence and that influence is trying to take over your child's mind. So desisting them is the only way to to ensure that when they grow up, they will not medicalize. And I would encourage every parent to go to my website, take a 15 minute consultation, even just to see if it's right for you. Um, I have had a lot of success with the, with the people that I coach. And I, I'm so glad that I helped my daughter to sis. She is thriving as are, I've, one of my parents, one session with me, in one month, and she was able to desist her daughter. Amazing, this is beautiful. And the fact that you have a great story to tell at the end of this, that you had a successful, that do you feel that you, uh, you know, how did you get, how did you know what to do, Gabriel? There was a lot of trial and error. And this is, you know, a lot of people say, well, you need to take your kid to a therapist. There there's a lot of this that you can do yourself through parenting. They've taught us to ignore our instincts, right? So affirming reality does the does what we were intended to do all along, which was follow our instincts, building a connection with our children so that they don't think the cult is the only people who love them. You we with affirming reality we make the parent the safest place for a child to be. And that's how you get your kids back, is to be the primary influence in your children's lives, like it should be. And most of it was, most of it was trial and error, but once I got on the right path, it just was, it was instinct. And that's what, that's what I do. I help parents get back to what is instinctual for them on how to raise their children. Um, you know, I was just uh, asking JT if he has um, Bill C4 being put through. Do you have it? Um, I don't know if you understand this, uh, being that it's Canada, but you might get a, a bunch of Canadian people contacting you. Um, you know, in Canada, if you attempt to dissuade someone from transitioning as a counselor, even as a parent, as a social worker, if you even begin to try to, as you're saying, uh, desist them, you're in danger of prison. You're in danger of a $200,000 fine and losing your designation. That's Canada. I want to show you the moment that our Canadian government, every politician federally. So this would be like all the Republicans and all the Democrats, as if they unanimously voted in a bill to disallow anyone from desisting their child. That's what our conservative party did, our, our liberal party, our NDP and the Greens. Take a look at this. Uh, Mr. Speaker, I'm asking for unanimous consent to adopt the following motion, that notwithstanding any standing order or usual practices of the House, Bill C-4, an act to amend the criminal code, conversion therapy be deemed to have been read a second time and referred to a committee of the whole, deemed considered in committee of the whole, deemed reported without amendment, deemed concurred in at the report stage and deemed read a third time and passed.
This being a hybrid sitting of the House for the sake of clarity, I will only ask those who are opposed to the request to express their disagreement. Accordingly, all those opposed to the Honourable Member moving the motion will please say nay. Agreed. The House has, not, has heard the terms of the motion. All those opposed to the motion will please say nay. There being no dissenting voice, I declare the motion carried. I want you to take a look at the hoops and hollers. Uh, our Conservative Party uh, members are over on the far, far left. Okay, it's backwards. Yeah. And um, in the red there, um, shameful, disturbing, disgusting, as they cheer, hoop and holler that basically any sort of desisting of a person or child who wants to change their gender is forbidden and that thou shalt not uh, do that. And so literally um, in Canada, I want you, because you're so intimately um, involved in this, in this process, those who contact you from Canada may contact you because trying to do what you're doing here is illegal. Um, I'm oh, well, Justin Trudeau can come get me. Um, yeah. I live in Texas. <laughs> I live in Texas in the FAFO state. So, um, you know, you can tell JT to come get me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I appreciate that very much. And that's how I feel as well is that um, I encourage all parents, if your child is going through this, that you need to desist them and you need to do it strategically and with mentorship. And I, you know, this is one lady, this is one tough, heroic woman, Gabrielle Clark, who has been through the process, understands what it takes and knows some steps and some real um, key components of what you need to add to your, you know, uh, bringing up your child in a way that will help them to go the path that, that is intended for them. And so, Gabriel, I thank you for this. Um, is there anything that you'd like to add? I, I'm, I'm sure you're going to get a lot of people uh, that are going to contact you. And from Canada, I know that the principles will be the same to apply to the children. You know, don't be afraid. You know, it's, 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 not, it's not time for that anymore. We don't have the luxury of waiting. We don't have the luxury of being afraid anymore. And if you are afraid, do it anyway. <laughs> yes, do it afraid. Just get it done. Do you know, um, the regarding CRT, though, that was also a different thing that you had to fight. Can you give us a, a little rundown on um, the fight you had against this critical race theory that is being taught to kids? Basically, it's, it's encouraging racism, in my opinion. Yes. Um, my son was being asked to list his identities, his race, religion, sexual orientation, gender identity, um, disability, socioeconomic level, those types of things. Um, and I'm biracial. My dad was white and my mother was black. And my first husband was black and my second husband was white. So some of my children are three quarters black and some of my children are th three quarters white. And so this is my youngest son. So he's white, male, blonde hair, blue eyes. His father was a lawyer, you know, all of these things, right? <laughs> he's able-bodied, all of these things. So they were asking to attach the signifier of privileged or oppressed to those identities. Well, because my son is all of these things, that just made him privileged all the way down the line. Wow. But my husband died when my son was only one year old and we were living in a dirty motel in Las Vegas because I'd had an accident and I was in a, I was recovering from being in a wheelchair and my son was sleeping on a mat on the floor. So just because your identities um, intersect in such a way, that doesn't mean that your life is privileged. There's nothing privileged about being an orphan. There's nothing privileged about having a 300 pound disabled mother. You know, there's nothing privileged about, um, you know, sleeping in a dirty motel in Las Vegas on the floor. You know, there's nothing privileged about that life. So 
we asked that he be opt out of that class. And when they refused, we had no other choice but to file suit. And that's wow. what we did. Good for you. Oh, man. So so did it get in front of a judge eventually? Yes, we had several interactions with um, the judge. But, you know, after um, a deposition or two, the other side had a change of heart. <laughs> so um, <laughs> they allowed my son to opt out of that class. They expunged his record and yeah. he was allowed to graduate. And the case wow. has since been resolved. And I Excellent. live in a nice bungalow by the beach. <laughs> Excellent. You know, it came back to bite them in their own butt, right? I hey, love it. If that's what they understand, you yeah. need to speak to them in the language of money. That's right. You need to speak to them in the language that they're they going to understand. understand. And it is about money. Uh, these crazy indoctrinations and uh, stuff that they're pushing, including uh, this gender nonsense, it's all through very wealthy, ideologically driven, um, and some of it just to create chaos, like Soros. Uh, you know, yes. here's an old Hungarian man. What, what does he care about transgenderism? But yet, with all the gender stuff, he, he doesn't believe a word of it. But he has invested millions and millions of dollars into educators bringing on a confusing um, ideology and pushing it and pushing it and threatening and all the behind the scenes nonsense that's going on uh, in order, I think, to create complete chaos. In it's It's been a, chaos a game. Agents. Yes. Yeah. A chaos, a chaos agents to enslave us all, you know. Right. <laughs> they want to destabilize totally capitalism to, to ruin all of us so yeah. that they can live um, the way that they want to, and we can, um, you know, we can uh, suffer. Yes, yes. But I say no. No, you I say, say no. no, and I I'm say no too. I'm not going to let them. Hundred mm -hmm. <laughs> percent. You're you're a hero, uh, Gabriel Clark, and I just thank you for your time. Again, we just ask everybody if you're struggling with any of this that you would go to this website, um, and you can get desistance coaching there. Uh, you can get some advice on how to help your child who might be confused. I love what you had to do. You had to take some strong measures. Uh, for goodness sakes, I just tell everyone, get your kids out of uh, public school now. Have nothing more. You should not leave them in one more day. That You shouldn't have signed them up September. Some of you already know this. You've got your kids in school because it's just too difficult or too hard or you're working or whatever. No, there's ways. You get together with other people that are of like mind. And if you, if you don't know anyone that is of like mind to your understanding that this is nonsense, then by all means, send me an email at laurelinlive at protonmail.com and I will help you to find people in Canada that will be your support. And you can do homeschooling. You can take turns. There's lots of ways to make, to make things, uh, you know, possible so that your kids are protected from this ideology. So Gabriel, thank you so much. You're a blessing. And I'm so glad that the good Lord has taken care of you and that your fight was not in vain and that you're now helping the world. And I pray that it will grow exponentially for what you have been through. God bless you. Thank you so very much for having me. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. Well, that is absolutely fabulous. So um, my website is laurelin.tv. Thank you all for being with me today. I appreciate um, that we're in the, the fight of our lives. I'm looking forward to heading out to Ottawa next week so that uh, we can be at this next um, big event. And if you're looking for a place in your area, please just let me know. I know the Amrit in Surrey has got a big event going. I know Coquitlam with Mariana. Abdullah that we had here on the show, was it yesterday or the day before? What a gem. Two days ago, what a gem she is. And uh, so the Muslims, the Sikhs, the Christians and the Jews have in an unprecedented manner linked arms to battle what they're doing to our kids here in Canada. And you can't have them. And we're not going to take it. We're not standing down. We've had enough. We're not putting up with it. And we just want the government and the powers that be to know that the mothers are coming 
and the fathers, the papa bears and the mama bears are going to fight like you ain't never seen this before. And it doesn't end on this one day. We just want to show you that there's strength. And for Pete's sake, for all of you, you know, excited about Pierre Polyev, listen, write him a letter, send him the show. Um, let him know that we're watching. And if he wants to be the leader of our Canada, we expect that he would honor the thoughts, feelings, the religious convictions, and the common sense of the Canadian people. Do not be a coward at this hour, Mr. Polyev, because if you will not speak for the children, God will raise another who will. So you want to lead and you want to lead well, stand up for parental rights, put an end to Bill C-4, shut it down. You're putting people in danger of being, uh, you know, charged with criminal, you know, a, a criminal um, activity for just simply standing with kids and stopping this transitioning and this ideological push that has gone through all of our schools. In the name of the sovereignty of God, by which our Charter of Rights and Freedoms, under which it is written, please stop this. Be courageous. Fight for us. That's what we need. If not, I know someone else who will. You all know what I'm talking about. So my website, lauralynn.tv, thank you very much for your support, for your kindness. If you can help JT and I to, that's Jim Thompson, uh, JT, it's getting harder, right? Everyone's not calling fair. the other, I know, it's not fair. You got the, like, the wrong initials of the century right now. <laughs> well, there's Justin Timberlake, right? There's good JTs, yeah. I got a good JT, so it's all good. Um, if you can uh, help us to fight the battle, if you're able to contribute, it means a lot to us. We have expenses. The fight in this is uh, much more than you see, actually. It's things behind the scenes. It's, um, you know, helping to support different initiatives that, that fight for our cause. So we appreciate if you can help us. You're um, integral to this process. And when you battle with us, you get to reap the rewards. And we feel that God is with us. We're able to offer an income tax receipt in order to, um, to do the work of God on this show, and that is to promote the values that are held strongly in this word. And uh, I love, I love this leather-bound pink Bible. This, this is a chick Bible, okay? This is an XX chromosome Bible, all right? Because I know my husband would not want to be reading out of a pink Bible, but he's got his own, okay? Um, so if you are able to send an e-transfer to Laura Lynn live at protonmail.com, that also helps us a lot. And, um, we do have snail mail, which is PO box 48184, New Westminster V3M 7 New Westminster BC V3M 7 Thank you very much. We encourage uh, with everything that's going on in our monetary system that if you would like to buy some gold and silver, we have found someone we really trust. JT and I um, have gotten our silver uh, a little, a little, um, and I do mean little, but um, you know, some, some help in case all the interact machines go down for a while. Like, you know, this happened in Texas too, I think, or somewhere there was, uh, I was reading online, there was a problem uh, where the, you know, the power went out. No one had money for like 10 days or something. Um, but hey, maybe on a day like that, you grab a silver coin and you head down to your local grocer <laughs> and you say, could I get some eggs and milk and some bread with my silver coin? Now make sure you get your, your value in there. Uh, you'll have to figure out what it's worth that day. And I have a feeling on a day something like that happens, your, your silver's going up and your dollar's going down. So if you want to contact Steve Merrill at Sovereignize at ProtonMail.com, you know you've been thinking about it for a while. You just haven't really made the contact. You haven't initiated. And I can't stress how important it is that you're obedient in this hour. I am telling you, what does it matter if God speaks to you and you don't do it? 
If God speaks and we don't do it, we bear the consequences. And we might look back and say, look what's happened, you know, and have a, a little hissy fit about the circumstances we're in. But, you know, God is a, he keeps really good records, right? And he's going to be able to show you, he's going to say, listen, on such, a, such and such a day, I kind of let you know about this and that several times. I gave you warnings. I, I heated, I, I gave you heatings. Is that a, no, probably not really the right words. I, 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 you did not heed, right? I gave you nigglings and you did not, you did not heed what I was saying. So heed the word of the Lord. If you need to shore up your finances, don't leave cash just sitting there. Um, are your RRSPs really making you money? Um, check it out because if they are suddenly devalued, I don't think it was worth leaving them there. Uh, the banks are furious if you try to take your money out. They don't, there's several things, uh, times now where I've heard of banks really not wanting to turn over large amounts of cash to people. And that's your money. And if they've got a problem with it, it might be because there's a problem. So take heed, do what is right, take care of stuff while you can, and uh, let the good Lord be with you. All right. I would like to read to you today as I close. I was in, uh, actually, this morning in my reading, I think I was in somewhere like Isaiah 30, and it was very interesting to me once again. I like reading the Old Testament. Okay, Isaiah. Oh, I'm right in Isaiah right now. Here. Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, and Isaiah. All right. So... I was in Isaiah 30, and it was very interesting that God was basically, woe to the obstinate nation, he was basically pronouncing judgment on the people of God. He was saying, you've been obstinate, you have not listened to me. Uh, you have, uh, to those who carry out plans that are not mine, forming an alliance, but not by my spirit, keeping sin upon sin. God speaks to them because they were walking in disobedience. They were not walking in, in the ways of God. They were choosing to try to find their own solutions and counting on rulers, counting on politicians, counting on, you know, man's ways to fix things. When what God wanted was he wanted them to, to follow him. And in verse 11, he says, leave this way, get off this path and stop confronting us with the Holy One of Israel. Therefore, this is what the Holy One of Israel says, because if you have rejected this message, relied on oppression and depended on deceit, you've depended on deceit, this sin will become for you like a high wall cracked and bulging that collapses suddenly in an instant. Now, all of this sounds terrible, but you know what I love about the word? It always has like, God is saying, like, I am bringing judgment against you. But in the end, um, here's this part um, that, uh, so you go down a little bit, see the name of the Lord comes from afar. Basically, for the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait on him. Okay, in verse 18. Yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you. I'm going to underline that. I want my children to see what I thought was important. Therefore, he will rise up to show you compassion. God is a compassionate God. He is a loving God. He is a merciful God. He speaks to us over and over and over again to turn from our wicked ways, to not rely on avenues of deceit, but rather to, to pour ourselves into serving him and into his principles and into standing against evil. Like, like set your forehead like flint, he told uh, one of the great prophets. Put your forehead like flint, set yourself as flint before evil so that you, you, have, you have the strength to stand in what God is asking you to do. Do not conform, do not be a coward. Be courageous, be strong and courageous because those are the people that God can choose and use to do great exploits in these last days. We don't have long. 
we don't have long. So the Lord longs to be gracious. He will rise up to show you compassion for the Lord God is a God of justice and blessed are all who wait for him. He does seem to take a while to show up. But what he asks is that in the process that you're waiting, do not turn to avenues of deceit and deception. Don't be a coward. Wait strongly. He will show up for us in, in due course. God bless you. See you tomorrow. You know, it's not easy to deliver the truth of what our sick world is doing. But for some of us, we feel that we have no choice. Because if we are silent about these abominable things, then we are letting evil go unchecked and we cannot do that. For those of you wonderful people who are writing me and are sharing your encouragement, I am deeply grateful. Thank you for all the letters that you've been sending. Thank you for the donations and the support. I found out that in order to speak the truth, you have to become very, very strong. If you would go to my website at www.lauralyn.tv, you'll find all of the ways that you can contact me. Remember, my friends, all is well. All is well. Thanks for joining me.